Hi, and welcome to the Money Quest Live podcast. I'm your host, Simon Dean. The Money Quest Live podcast talks to our network of franchisees and business partners to hear about their stories and to discover how they are building their business to thrive. Welcome. Welcome to uh, Money Quest Live today. Um, in this podcast, we interview James Angus. Chief Customer Officer for Bluestone. As I always do, I, I want to learn a little bit about their history and how they got to where they are. And I think James has a, a wonderful story and um, a very insightful interview, a man with lots of experience. Um, and what I was really impressed about is the passion that he had regarding our industry and the focus he had around, you know, I think he used the words, this is not a complicated business. It's about doing the basics uh, well and doing them consistently. He talks about having great BDMs, um, returning phone calls, being responsive, a strong focus on service and how he's very committed to making sure that that level of service that he expects from the Bluestone business uh, is maintained, especially under his watch, um, taking a very pragmatic focus on credit assessment and also highlights um that a lot of the Bluestone business now isn't what we would traditionally have thought was uh, non-prime or near-prime. Um, I think you mentioned it was over 75% of it is uh, prime lending. So certainly a, uh, a lender to watch. Um, having James on the management team, I think, um, is a, is a um, well, how's the word I would say, is a, a, an outstanding move for Bluestone and I think um, we're already seeing the traction that he's been able to get over the last 12, 18 months. Um, I think today or Monday they're launching their new software platform and as you'll learn in the, in the, um, in the podcast, um, that's a sizable investment that Bluestone have made to make sure that they've got uh, up-to-date technology to deliver a service that's... Um, probably difficult for many lenders to do so with their legacy systems today. So certainly a huge investment and a big tick for the industry. So please um, enjoy listening to James, one of the, my probably most favourite interviews that I've had since I've been doing these. So I hope you really enjoy it. And thanks for listening. Sure, sure. Um, well, thank you, Simon, for, for having me. And so, yeah, to start off a little bit about me so um as, as as you know i'm currently the chief customer officer with you know bluestone and i've, I've been here now um well, a bit over a year year and a half uh pr prior to that i had a long career at macquarie bank i joined macquarie in uh, early 2001 uh straight into third party and i've and i've been there you know, all, all my life. So, wow. um, you know, I, I think certainly the, the, the years, you know, at, at Macquarie, you know, certainly sort of shaped the person, you know, I am today and, you know, in terms of you know, my, my style and, and how I work, uh, I think, you know, the Macquarie story will be, will be very familiar to, to many of the, the MoneyQuest net, network um you know I, I, I when i reflect on on those years and and we did we 
didn't just build a, you know, a big business in Australia. We, we actually, and I was involved in, in, in building uh, a big business in Canada and the United States for Macquarie as well. So I'd, I'd spent almost five years you know, overseas mm-hmm. um, and came back to Australia in late 2010 together with Doug Lee to you know, kind of rebuild the Australian business. And I think that fundamentally is, is where my strengths are and, and certainly what we're trying to achieve you know, at Bluestone is, is is taking a business on that growth journey. You know, we did it at, at Macquarie twice. We, we grew the business to a good size um, until the GFC hit. And, and unfortunately, that the GFC re- resulted in Macquarie making some difficult decisions about its Australian business and, you know, and essentially hibernating until that had passed. Um, and, then, and then we rebuilt... Uh, or relaunched, probably is a better word, the the Macquarie business in in late two thousand and ten, um, and 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 very proud to, to to look back on on that business today in terms of you know where it is. Um, what, what I will comment about that, and and again, certainly something that I I'm a very firm believer in to this day is, you know, th- th- this is a relatively simple business, um, and, and I think the the success at Macquarie and the success we're you know we're we're enjoying now at Bluestone is we do the simple things well um, and and what I mean by that is simple things in terms of the quality of our BDMs how how they support their brokers genuine business partners you know they're they're, they're responsive knowledgeable and so on um, second is around service levels uh, you know s- service levels are a are a non-negotiable for for me. Um, any business that I've been involved in, you know, we're, we've never sort of run a business where we're happy to do a promotion, reduce rates, something of that nature to bring in the business, but but not have the ability to actually process it and maintain turnaround times. Um, I, I think it's quite unbelievable that, you know, we still have lenders today that think it's okay to to do that, to you know, put some offer into the market and, and allow their turnaround times to blow out to 10, 15, 20 days um, for their uh, phone uh, wait times to blow out to hours. I just, I just think it's quite um, astonishing and, and, and probably to me quite disrespectful towards brokers to do that. So, you know, something that, you know, we'll, we'll never happened at Bluestone while I'm here is 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 something you know like that where we're at two days one to two days we've been at one to two, two days for months and we'll be at one to two days um you know going forward despite lots of exciting things happening here that I'll talk about um and and the third thing was just around price integrity you know around not necessarily being the cheapest in market but not not coming in and out of the market you know with rates being you know fairly consistent and 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 being you know, relatively close to where to where the majority of the market you know is at. Um, so you know, I, I guess having you know those um, sort of 15, 16 years at you know Macquarie certainly had a big influence over you know where I am today. And um, you know, prior prior to that, I uh, was you know was lucky enough to have a, a professional rugby career in my my younger days. I spent a couple of years with the Department of Foreign Affairs in Trade and, and did a stint 
in our embassy in Washington, D.C. Um, uh, had, had a, a stint at Suncorp and, and it was the Suncorp connection that, that you know, got me you know, into Macquarie. When Macquarie's uh, uh, sort of entry into home loans is well known, it was done through the white label program, it was done through relationships with you know, organisations like Aussie Home Loans. Um, and then probably around, I think it was 1999, Macquarie make it, made a decision to, to enter the market with their own brand. Um, and to, to do that, what they essentially did was um, poach the entire sales team from, from Suncorp. So that's where Doug Lee had come from. I was at Suncorp. There was about a half a dozen BDMs and you know, we all went across to Macquarie within the, within the space of about six months in the early, early 2000s, uh, early, sorry, early 2001. So, um, yeah, so that, that's a brief history. Yeah. Um, majority of my time, uh, you know, at Macquarie, as I said, being at Bluestone now, um, you know, we'll be coming up to sort of, you know, two years in, I think, September. Um, and as I said, you know, here we're just just trying to do the simple things well, give brokers, uh, you know, a viable option to some more mainstream end, uh, lenders. Um, and I think we've we're very much over the last twelve months or so, you know, I think earned, earned the right to do more business with brokers. Mm-hmm. I think you're spot on in terms of the um, industry that we're in. It, it isn't complicated, um, and it seems to be for some of our um, partners very challenging to, to do the simple thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we can overcomplicate it. Um, we often overcomplicate it and it's really just making sure the broker sends in the, the information that you need to be able to assess the deal and for you guys to have reasonable service levels and it should all work. Um, so there's yeah, a lot in between. But... <laughs> there, there is a lot in between and, and, and I certainly understand that sort of technology plays a big a big part of this and, and I certainly can understand that, that that some of the larger, you know, banks that have been around, you know, a long, long time, you know, certainly have some legacy, you know, technology issues. Um, and, and even Macquarie, um, we, we at, at, at Macquarie did a, a, a re-platforming exercise or we upgraded all of our core, you know, platforms, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago now. And, and that was a difficult, project it, it took several years to get to get right um but the benefits uh you know were were, were unbelievable and i and, and at bluestone we've done a you know a similar thing we got we go live with our sort of core origination and servicing platform upgrade on monday um but we've been a, we've been able to do this in about eight months so from from start to finish uh you know together with NextGen because we're moving on to a, you know, a NextGen platform called App Center for, for our originations. Um, we've been able to move off, you know, our, our legacy platform or our legacy system onto a cloud-based solution powered by NextGen, Mambu and Catabat all in about eight months. And that, and that includes building uh, a new proprietary internet banking platform from the ground up. So, I certainly understand legacy can can play a big role in in, in technology, um, and it's not always easy to kind of you know fix some of those things. Uh, I guess on the flip side, you know we 
at Bluestone not having those legacy issues, we, we've been able to replatform relatively quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's going to enable us to, I think, just continue to demonstrate our commitment. We're already, I think, from a, uh, from a turnaround time perspective, industry leading. Um, the biggest benefit for us with technology is, is going to be able to expand on the products we, we can offer our brokers. So we're, we're, we're pretty vanilla today in, in having you know, a, a simple product that has redraw. Um, you know, what our new technology platform enables us to do is things like AVM. So a- AVMs as a valuation alternative becomes available on Monday as well. Um, we can digitize the settlement process um, more than what we do today. We'll be releasing an offset product uh, around the middle of August. And we have other products like SMSF and, and construction on our roadmap. Now, we couldn't have done any of that without going through this technology rebuild or this technology upgrade. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, I think, technology. It certainly appears to be a, a bit of an inhibitor for some in terms of what they can and can't do and how quickly they can react to market. For others like us, where where we don't have those legacy issues, you know, we've been able to move, you know, pretty quickly to to bring our technology stack up to where we want it to be, and and um, to deliver some things to brokers that I think they've never seen from from a non bank lender like Bluestone. James, um, I was going to ask about technology, and obviously, based on what you just told me, Bluestone is making a sizable investment to to build oh. that foundation. So a big commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're we're blessed that we have a parent in Cerberus Capital that uh, very very much believes in both the broker channel and and Bluestone as a you know as a business. Um, you know, we're, we've always been profitable, uh, but technology rebuilds of you know, this scale where you're, you're talking about origination platforms, i.e. how we actually process applications, servicing platforms, um, how we manage collections, internet banking, you know, that they, they are significant, you know, spends. Um, and, you know, we are making a, a huge commitment. And in some ways we're doubling down on the broker channel, but we know that, uh, we are delivering what brokers want because we've always had quite a unique process to capture broker feedback and to let them indirectly drive the changes we make. Um, the, the product, the new product uh, priority is driven by brokers. A lot of the features that we're delivering with internet banking, such as real-time payments, is driven by broker feedback. Um, and I think that's where we're starting to, to take a, a, a bit of a unique position in this market is even though we only deal with a small number of brokers, they definitely feel connected to us. They feel like they have a legitimate say in what we do. Um, and I think we've earned their trust and respect by taking their feedback on board and actually turning it into actionable items that they've seen us deliver. Um, and, and, and Offset is... Uh, a, a great example of that. AVMs is another example of that. Now, if you said to me a year ago or two years ago that a, that a non-bank lender 
we'll have an AVM policy that is as good as the banks, you know, meaning, you know, we'll be doing anything up to 75% LVR, up to a million dollars in most cases under an AVM, you know, you would have said, oh, well, that's probably highly unlikely. We, we, I think I think technology for non-banks has always been a bit of Achilles heel and, you know, we're going to buck that uh, perception, you know, very, very shortly. Um, well, as you said, you're doubling down, really. It's a huge Doubling down. Um, but we, 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 we know because brokers have been such a vest have had such a vested interest in what we're doing we, we know it's going to generate the right results we're not we're not going to sit here and sort of hold our breath on monday that these changes are going to to drive the results we know they will because brokers have had a big role in in the changes that we're making yeah so the other question i wanted to ask was your thoughts around the mortgage industry so you've been in the business for since 1999, um, which is about the same time as me. Um, how do you see the next 20 years? Well, it's a, yeah, very, a very good question. Um, or, or better still, what, what drivers are you keeping an eye on that you're monitoring um, in terms of the environment that you think might um, have a, uh, an impact, uh, whether it be headwinds or tailwinds? Um, obviously, you're investing in technology, so you appreciate uh, being more efficient, being more productive, um, and being able to open up your product suite um, is critical. But yeah, that, people too. So many people focus just on technology. I was just wondering if there's anything else. They, you they, they do. It's a good, it's a good point, and I, and I think, you know, we've got a lot of businesses out there that believe strongly that building a better technology mousetrap in the home loan space is going to be the the panacea to owning the market and and, and nano is probably the latest one that's yep. that's trying to do that yep. um I, I strongly believe that brokers will always play a significant role in in the home loan space in this country um and and even you know glo globally brokers take a, a slightly a different formal shape in in other jurisdictions um in the us for example brokers as we know them you know were, were essentially became extinct during the gfc they all operate today they just operate as um as essentially loan riders or specialists for for the banks directly so um I think, yeah, I definitely believe brokers will always play a strong role. Will, will we always enjoy a 60% market share? Probably not. I, I think there is a, a risk that over time, the major banks particularly get their sort of stuff together, that they you know, become a, a, a lot more determined to, I guess, from their perspective, and this is their perspective, not mine, Kind of, kind of right size, you know, flows through proprietary channels versus their broker channel. So, so we may go backwards a little bit um, from where we are today at sixty percent of business going through brokers to maybe you know fifty or low fifties. But, 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 but that's still great, right? That, that, that's still a wonderful position for us to be in long term. To have you know fifty percent market share of home loans in this country, I think that that's a great position to be in. And potentially, um, and potentially a bigger market 
than what we have today. And, and, so, and a, yeah, exactly, and a, and, and a much bigger bigger market. Um, I, I think the, the 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 technology you know piece that if you were to sort of talk to lots of consumers is is they want things done you know quickly and efficiently and for things to be easy for them but particularly around home loans they still value the actual interact interaction with a person and i and i remember when we were looking at different you know options around how at, at macquarie you know how quickly could we approve a loan and have documents issued for a while there we were talking about you know, the time from application lodge to documents issued to the customer was an hour. And actually people said, we don't want that. Like we, we don't need my, I don't need my loan to be approved and my documents issued in an hour. And actually I probably think that something has gone wrong. You've forgotten something or you've missed something. And I'd be a bit wary around actually, is this, is this for real? Um, I, I think what consumers will always value is a process that is underpinned by technology that drives you know efficiencies and makes the process easy for them but actually speaking to somebody about the process and almost if nothing more validating what they want to do and say yes this is the right decision yes buying an investment property in this location and structuring it this way is the right way to do it that is what they put the most value on and I think while that remains to be true, and I think that's certainly going to be the case with the younger generations that, that seem to be even less financially aware than our generations and generations before us, I, I think that trusted advisor and that sort of reinforcing of my decision to buy a home is the right one mm -hmm. will mean that brokers will enjoy uh, uh, significant market share for four years to come. And I think what's also happening at the same time, if we think about what has happened to some of the neo banks and the online lenders, is they seem to sort of, uh, they're here one day and gone the next. And, and I, I think there's no sort of sense of certainty that any, any one of these neo banks or fintechs has really established themselves in this market. And, and are here for the long term, whereas we know the you know that the, the the banks, the non-banks that have been here for 20, 50, 100 years are going to be here for another hundred years. So I think there's a lot of um, you know that sort of sort of confidence that consumers show towards brokers and the more traditional lending institutions is something that's going to carry us forward over the next 20 years. I think the lender that um, can use technology to be more efficient and streamline their processes, but also maintain that the human interaction, be able to talk to an assessor, be able to workshop yeah. a deal, uh, whether that be the BDM or a credit person. If they can marry those two together well, um, they'll get market share. They don't have to be the cheapest, but people will gravitate to that because they trust um, and have confidence in the process. Um, yeah, and I, and I think I think that's exactly right. I mean, you know, where where we're moving towards is is you know we, we we don't need bank statements you know we don't need you know we shouldn't need the customer or the broker to provide us anywhere near amount of the information they provide us today because you know we should be able to tap into positive credit credit reporting and and other uh, 
platforms to validate what they earn because we can see their pay being deposited in their account. We can see their loan repayments on their current home loan or other personal loans or credit cards. And so we shouldn't need any of that information. Um, one thing that has worked really well for us is we, we don't credit score and automate decisions in a way that a broker will never hear from a Bluestone underwriter. Um, you know, we, we certainly use technology and we use decision engines and other information to help us make the right decision. But we will always pick up the phone and speak to a broker and confirm, well, first of all, thank them for their application, but then to also just to make sure we understand exactly what they're wanting to achieve. Um, and if we have any questions, need any other information, if we're uncertain about any aspect of the loan, we just pick up the phone and speak to the broker. What's really interesting is, is something that we do every quarter is, is you know, we, we do an MPS survey with our brokers every, every quarter. And our MPS score has increased from sort of plus 45 uh, a year ago uh, the, to the most recent one, which we have just are closing out this week to be plus 75. So in a year, we have gone from plus 45 to plus 75. Now, anything above plus 70 in the MPS world is, is world-class. World We've always had very positive comments about our BDMs. The one element that has been more prevalent in the comments is about our underwriters. And, and very much what I can say is the reason why we've gone from plus 45 to plus 75 is because of how much brokers value their interactions with our underwriters and how positive that's been. So that says to me that that's definitely something that's working. And it's really weird for me, or really what I find very weird is lenders are going the other way. A lot of lenders are just not getting the balance, you know, right between technology and that interaction. We're, we're, yes, we're probably carrying a slightly higher sort of base of people in our credit teams. Um, yes, we're making more phone calls and, and, more, and spending more time on the phone, but, but it's delivering results. Yeah. It, it, it's raising the satisfaction with our broker network. Our brokers are valuing more and more those interactions and it's generating results for us. So, so you know, while the market's going in, well, much of the market's going in one in one direction around technology and trying to automate more and um, credit score more and, and take people out of it, we're actually looking for more ways to, to inject people into the process and, 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 and just to give brokers that confidence that there is a person looking at their loan. If we have any questions or if we don't think that, you know, it's going to be a, a loan that we can approve, we'll always speak to a broker first, make sure we have all the information we need and I think that just gives brokers a lot of confidence in their dealings with us. James, what I'm hearing is that it, it sounds like there's a real sense of partnership. Um, you know, Absolutely. You need us as much as we need you, where with some of our other um, business suppliers, it seems to be one-way traffic. And um, it's, it's fantastic to hear. It's uh, something that it was like 20 odd years ago when the industry was just starting to get some traction. So. Uh, and I was pleased to hear you say that, you know, even that investment, maybe headcount, um, will pay off in spades because, you know, if you can talk to someone, walk, workshop the deal and feel like someone's actually trying to make it work for you. Well, and it's uh, helpful. Uh, uh, 
Absolutely, Simon. And, and, and let me give you another sort of validation point on that. So new platform goes in on Monday, multi-million dollar investment uh, by us, you know, into our business. Um, yes, it's going to deliver a lot of efficiencies for us, particularly around the way we assess and process applications. But at the same time, I can tell you we've, we've had two underwriters start in the last two months or so. We've got another two to three starting in the coming weeks. Um, and I have four BDMs starting in July and the first week of August. Okay. So, yeah. so we, we, we are marrying the, I guess, the technology with people. And, as, and, and we know that technology is going to deliver certain things, but we know that people are going to deliver equally important things. And that's why we're doubling down on both. We're doubling down on technology, but at the same time, we're, we're doubling down on, on good people. Um, and James, um, one of the things I was remiss mentioning is that uh, Bluestone has kindly um, decided to be a, uh, an educational supporter for us in the coming financial year. And, and one of my goals is to make sure we continue uh, or more so amplify the good news stories that you guys are implementing into your business to make sure our members uh, understand what's available and you get more uh, or you get more opportunity to write business. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, and, and we appreciate that. I mean, we, we, we do have a, a bit of a, you know, a challenge in that a lot of brokers still sort of think of Bluestone as the business we were five or 10 years ago, which was doing, only doing sort of very deep um, non-prime specialist business. Um, you know, we launched our special, uh, sorry, we launched our prime products in November 2019. And, and today prime is sort of 75 to 80% wow. of our business. Um, and, you know, our, our business is growing uh, in terms of volumes, you know, we're, we're growing 30% plus quarter on quarter. Um, and, and we would probably write more prime volume today than most of the other non-banks. Um, and we're certainly writing, when we look at our market share uh, across the board, we are, we are writing more prime that, than a lot of the more established sort of second tier, you know, banks. So a lot of brokers sort of say, oh yeah, I, I, I don't, do, well, excuse me, I, I, I don't do, um, don't do your types of customers. And we sort of say, well, hang on, what, what sort of customers are you talking about? And then we sort of talk a bit more about our business. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry, we're, we're at home here and my dog has spotted something. Um, That's all right, keep going. So, but, but, um, we, uh, but when we talk about, you know, who we are today and the products we have, you know, on offer and, and sharing stories with brokers about the, the types of customers we're helping today, um, they, they go, oh, wow, I didn't know that about you. So our biggest challenge at the moment is we, we just need to raise the awareness with brokers of who we are and what we can do today. Yeah. And, and, and we know the best way to do that is to, is to get closer and work more closely with, you know, with, a, with a group like MoneyQuest. That's why we're, we're really happy and, and excited to be able to support you know, your programs because we know it's also going to help us to, to, to raise you know awareness of who we are and, and how we can help brokers and their clients. 
Hey, James, I'm mindful of the time and I, yep. I re really enjoyed the insights that you provided. Is there anything that you'd like to leave um, our audience uh, before we finish up about Bluestone? Well, I, 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 yeah, I just, I just think there's, there's, there's lots of exciting yeah. things to come. I've, I've mentioned, um, you know, a few things that we're delivering on Monday, which is, you know, Monday the, the 5th of July. Um, but just keep an eye on it. Uh, we're, we're not the lender that some of you, you know, you think we are, you know, give us a go because I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how well we'll take care of you and your clients. I think you're spot on. I think I've got Avi coming along next week to present yep. one of our induction groups. So uh, keen to have you guys um, or Bluestone front and centre as much as possible. And I, I don't know many of the BDMs around the country, but if they're all like Avi, um, he's certainly a, a great asset to the Bluestone. So, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Um, hey, James, thank you so much for your time. No, thank um, you. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I certainly found James a thoughtful and genuine leader. His focus, commitment and passion regarding our industry is very much welcomed. You can tell he understands and he knows where he's taking Bluestone. We're also very pleased that Bluestone has agreed to partner MoneyQuest as an educational supporter for the 2021-22 sponsorship year. So as they are committed to us, I am determined that all our brokers understand and understand their product solutions so you can better assist your customers when meeting their needs. A very engaging interview and one that I thoroughly enjoyed and I hope you did as well. Thank you to Bluestone.